Welcome, and thank you for downloading The 8 Biggest Problems, brought to you by Cadence Management Corporation. For over 25 years, Cadence has been helping organizations around the world to make a difference through project management success. Today, Cadence is widely recognized as a leading provider of project management training, consulting services, and supporting tools. Join Cadence President John Patton as interviewed by colleague Scott Allison in this episode of The 8 Biggest Problems. John, what is problem number seven? Problem number seven is that changes to cost, schedule, and performance are not controlled. So in English, the term that you hear over and over again is scope creep. When the project started out, we had a challenging objective. We felt that we could do it. We put together a plan, and then the project starts to grow, and it keeps growing. And even down towards the end of the project, items are being added to scope. And the causes for those additions? Well, it's not controlled. But then we look at where is it not controlled? And we find that some of the people who complain the most about scope creep are the people who make the changes. And those are the project managers and the team members. Uh, team members uh, want to provide good customer service. They also don't understand the project in the beginning. And through osmosis and through working on the project, past the middle of the project, they finally understand what they should be doing, and they realize that there have been some misunderstandings. So they make changes in the work they're doing without informing the project manager that they're making these changes. Project managers agree to changes in scope without processing them. And then sometimes the, pro the people on the team or the project manager say yes too quickly. And they think that with a little bit of overtime, uh, they can make this change. It's not really a big change. And they don't understand the change that's being requested. So they do some work and show it to the person who requested the change. And the person says, well, that's not exactly what I meant. So they go back and they rework this change, which has not been authorized. And they show it again. And the person they're making the change for says, well, you're closer, but it's still not quite what I said. And this becomes a circle that causes time to escalate on the project. It causes tasks to be laid. And it has an overall project impact. Let's also understand that internal clients, external customers, managers are uncomfortable with limits. They want the flexibility to make changes when they think of them because they live in a world which is constantly changing and they constantly make adjustments to provide better customer service, better service to their clients uh, in this living, operating environment. Everybody wants to provide good customer service. We're not asking people to say no. We're asking people to say, I think I understand what you're asking for. Let's make sure. And then go to work on really understanding the change that they're being asked to make. For a company that has uh, scope creep, uh, could you give me a solution for you it? You betcha. Well, Scott, I'm going to be fairly detailed and specific on the solution here. First of all is to realize that there are levels of change on any project. And I'm going to talk about three levels. 
a task level change, a deliverable level change, and a project change. Let's start at that lowest level. When we set up a change process or a change control process, we don't want people to have to fill out a form to ask a question. Fill out a form when they see something smart that just needs to be done. Now, if that smart thing occurs at a task level and has no impact outside that task level on the project, then the team member can go ahead and do what's right, do what's smart, and inform the project manager in the next status meeting that they made this small change which resulted in improved project performance without impact on cost or schedule. Now the next level of change is at the deliverables level. Now this involves multiple tasks and that really is a project manager responsibility. The team member who has the idea for this improvement or this scope expansion needs to discuss it with the project manager who evaluates the overall impact on the project. If there's no overall impact on the project, if this change will improve performance, has no schedule or cost impact, then the project manager can authorize it and report the modification in their next status report. Now finally at the project level, if this would cause schedule or cost to be negatively impacted, if this is an additional feature, then that really can't be authorized by a team member or by the project manager. That's got to be authorized at the sponsor level. These are the people who are funding the project. These are the people who made the go decision. These are the people also who have the broad strategic perspective for what we're developing. And they've got to make that decision. That's point number one. We establish change levels and authority for making changes to project scope. Now, point number two is that a project manager and a project team should create a change budget during planning. And usually that's calculated in hours if we're doing the cost estimating side of the project. If we've done this kind of project before and we're really good at it, then a scope change budget should be fairly small, 5% of overall project hours. Now, if it's something we haven't done before uh, or has never been done before, then that should be a higher percentage. Now, the idea in establishing a change budget is that you can make these adjustments, and often people call them little adjustments, and consume that change budget without going through an authorization process. Once the change budget is used up, however, changes after that need to use the change control request and process. So I'm alluding to a process which is established for projects called a change control process or procedure. In setting up a change process, one of the things you're going to need is a change request. Uh, key fields on a change request are a description of the change, um, a person who is assigned uh, to investigate the impact of that change, to look for multiple alternative ways to get the change made, uh, a recommendation, and sign off by the sponsors.
Also, we'd like a line in there uh, which the project manager will sign and date when the project plan has been updated. I do recommend that when you implement a change process, when you have your change request form, that in the project plan, you also show a flowchart for how change requests will be processed. A change requests will be turned into a project manager. They'll be assigned to a team member to document impact uh, assessment. Uh, if there's impact, there will be a decision uh, that will have to go forward for approval. And in the approval box, we recommend that you show the names of the sponsors. Sometimes that will work as a filter for people who are not so serious about their change requests. And uh, you won't get some of the changes that a person would ask of a team member when they see that it has to go to somebody who's a fairly high level in the organization and is a sponsor of the project. We've seen tremendous stability just by the implementation of a change control process uh, at the beginning of, particularly at the beginning of large projects. Thank you for listening to The Eight Biggest Problems. For more information on this series or on Cadence Management Corporation training and support for your projects, visit Cadence on the web at www.cadencemc.com. All the tools mentioned in this series are available to download for free. This and all Cadence podcasts are available for free in the iTunes store. Download iTunes today at www.apple.com slash iTunes. Join us next week for the next episode of The Eight Biggest Problems from Cadence Management Corporation. Thank you, and we wish you only the greatest project success.